Welcome to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz, a candid conversation as we learn about types of dementias, such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, frontal temporal, and Lewy body, and the effects on the people we love. Jill's years of dedication and experience help you adapt, overcome obstacles, and find positive outcomes. It's time for Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. Hello, my friends. I hope everybody has had a good Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it was that you were celebrating, and we are looking forward to the new year. And I thought that today would be kind of fun, pretty cool, to um, read to you some of the listeners' thoughts that I have received over 2020. And uh, I will read you one poem that many of you have heard over the years. But I asked listeners to send me a quote, a thought, a poem, something that they would think would demonstrate how they feel or how they have been dealing with Alzheimer's disease specifically. And um, all of these people, all of them came from people with Alzheimer's. Uh, or their caregivers, which I think is really cool. So I want to get started, and I'll I'll read them, and then I'll kind of give you my thoughts on it. But I hope you enjoy this today. I love poetry. I love reading quotes. Um, some of them are very positive. Some of them are very raw. They're very real. But I think you'll enjoy listening to them. So this one is called The Best of Me, and it was by Kayla Coda. And I thought this one was just really poignant and really sweet. I'm not sure who she was directing it to or at, but we'll think about it after I read it. So Kayla says, For many years you've been lost to me. When I tally up the time, it's the cost I see. A debt accrued during a well-lived life. A sister a mom, a grandma, and a wife. Your life's been stolen by a thief who left behind despair and grief. Your memories, he snatched them all. So many moments you can't recall. When you turn your weary face to me, I see the wonderful lady you used to be. Beyond the folded hands and vacant eyes, I feel like tears begin to rise. They spill over and run down my face. I grieve the life that's been erased. So feisty and fun, you've been missed. I can't believe it comes down to this. But through the tears, it's clear to see. You've been such a gift to me. One day you'll leave, but she won't be gone. In my memories, you'll live on. So kind so gracious, a gentle soul. That's the lady I love and know. I'm grateful for your precious legacy. When I look at you, I see the best of me. So it sounds like this is maybe a granddaughter who wrote this for her grandmother. And I think it's really raw. It's very telling that, you know, she's grieving the loss of the person that she's known and loved but is trying to say, I will never, ever forget you. So, you know, even if you forget me, I will try very, very hard never to forget you. 
This next one you might need a Kleenex for. A sweet granddaughter of a listener wrote this, and it's called Dementia the Thief. And it's by Hannah Hillier. Thank you, Hannah, for listening to the show and for sending in your poem. So this is about her grandfather. It took away your days and nights, and time became a blur. It sucked your speech right from your mouth, and your words became a slur. It slowly imprisons you from your life when you couldn't walk your miles. It haunted your sleep and made you scared and wiped away your smiles. Because it's not just memory loss that dementia brings your soul, it gives you torturous, unwanted gifts to replace the ones it stole. Switch to radiant laughter and joy for agitation, sadness, and fear that stole your independence and made your world became less clear. Your loved ones watched you disappear a little more each day. They wished, but also helplessly, as it stole you right away. And then the end of our precious memories that you possess no more, but instead your loved ones treasure them deep within their core. I do not know if you'll remember me or if I've been stolen from you too. But dementia will never steal away the love I feel for you. Well, Hannah, that was absolutely beautiful. I love that you shared how it makes you feel that your grandfather has been taken away from you. And it is not fair. And it does steal a person's soul sometimes, but always remember that your grandpa loves you and he will always remember and feel that love in his heart. And I encourage you to take pictures of your grandpa, pictures with him, pictures of him, and cherish those forever. Print them off, put dates on them, and and think about the wonderful memories that you've made with your grandfather. Play games with him. Um, work puzzles with him, do some things that that will keep him with you for as long as you possibly can. Okay, sweetheart? That was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful poem. I just loved it. Okay, we have one by Kathy Coleman-Jones. And Kathy said she didn't have a name for it. Uh, she just wanted to put her thoughts down. And I'm going to read them right now. Alzheimer's is a disease that kills the mind, even when the body is not ready to go. It takes away their memory of loved ones, making the, pe- making the people they lo- no longer know. Mother, I almost didn't recognize you. Your eyes looked empty as you stare in space. The mother that I remember is gone. It seems someone else has taken your place. You talk about wanting to see your dad, who died so many years ago. I hope it's not long before you can see him. I know you must have missed him so. 
Mother, you are always strong and full of life, but now your body is so weak and frail. I'm praying that God will take you home. Your body is fighting back with no avail. Mother, your mind is almost gone. There's nothing else I can do. You will soon not even recognize me, but I hope you know I will always love you. Kathy, that's beautiful. Really beautiful. And for someone who says that you're not a poet, I think you did a lovely job explaining what we all think, and that is it is so unfair how Alzheimer's takes someone's mind, and we often wonder when they're staring off in space, are they in there? Can we feel them? Can they see us? Can they feel us? And I think that they can. But you very poignantly said, it feels like somebody has taken your mom's place, and and that is uh, something that I think all of us who have a mother or a father who have had this disease feel, that somebody else has taken their place. And the fact that she wanted to see her dad, uh, who died so many years ago, is one of those phenomenons where people feel like um, they've gone back in time to a childhood period and remember, you know, times of old and enjoy uh, the idea that they could see their mom and dad again and get hugs and love and, you know, all the things that come with those wonderful walks down memory lane. So um, I'm glad that she experienced that and wanted to see her dad. That tells me that she brought many good memories to her mind because of that. So I just think that's beautiful. All right. Another listener wrote one she entitled Dignity. This is by Jacqueline Harrison. And actually, Jacqueline is a person that has the diagnosis. And I appreciate always when I get letters from people that have been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and they want me to share with others how they feel. So this is what Jacqueline had to say. I may seem old and frail to you. My faculties are gone. I may need help in all I do, but that doesn't mean I'm done. I was just like you one time, you know, my abilities all intact. I had a job, a life, a home. And that, my dear, is a fact. Just because I now need help with any daily task doesn't mean I've lost my dignity. It's just something old age likes to mask. Please remember when you help me, I'm still inside. So yes, though you wash and feed me, I still have my dignity and pride. Dignity is so important, it might be the last thing I own. So please, my dear, remember, treat me as one of your own. Wow. Wow. Jacqueline, powerful, powerful, powerful. I'm still here. I'm still here. See me. That's what you were trying to say. That's what you were trying to say. I'm always talking about making sure that we maintain a person's quality of life and their dignity. I say it over and over and over. So I absolutely love that you made that your title and that you said, I still have my dignity and pride. It's the last thing I'm going to own. 
So please see me. Please see me and treat me as one of your own. I think that's absolutely beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sending that in. I have some quotes I want to read. And some of these came from family members. Most of them came from family members, some of them from the person with diagnosis. Here's one that says, though those with Alzheimer's might forget us, we as a society must remember them. Okay, I agree with that. We never want to let go of the memory of that person. They were not Alzheimer's. That was not their name, that wasn't their persona, that wasn't who they were. It's a disease they had that altered their memory and their cognition, but we don't want to remember them that way. So we need to remember as a society the the people that have passed that were very proficient in their life and did great things for other people. Um, And we don't want to lose that ever. That was a really good one. When someone... Living with Alzheimer's believes something to be true. It is true in Alzheimer's world. Ooh, that's a good one. I love my listeners. <laughs> You're awesome. <clears throat> I know that many of you, you have listened and you've learned and you've learned techniques and strategies that have helped you to live in the space that that person is in. I thank you so much for that one. And I'm sorry, I I couldn't attach names to every single one of these uh, or I'd be here forever. But I just wanted to be able to read a few of these. This is one that I uh, actually took from Mother Teresa. It's one I thought was really good. She said, every time you smile at someone, it's an action of love, a gift to the person, a beautiful thing. I love that. I love Mother Teresa. So I had to throw that one in there. (laughs) Here's a good one. I want to tell you how much I miss my mother. Bits of her are still here. I miss her most when I'm sitting across from her. Ooh, that hits right to the heart. That was Candy Crowley. She's a CNN chief political correspondent talking about her mother and how she misses her when she's sitting right next to her because she knows her mom doesn't recognize her. Candy, that was beautiful, and I'm touched that you are a listener. Thank you. Here's one. It's kind of a long one, but I wanted to share this one. I am not a poet. I'm a person with early onset Alzheimer's. And as that person, I find myself learning the art of losing every day. Everything I accumulated in life, everything I work so hard for, now all that is being ripped away. But for the time being, I'm still alive. I know I'm alive. I have people I love dearly. I have things I want to do with my life. I rail against myself for not being able to remember things, but I still have moments in the day of pure happiness and joy. And please don't think that I'm suffering. I'm not suffering. I'm struggling. Struggling to be part of things, to stay connected to whom I once was. So live in the moment, I tell myself. It's really all I can do. Live in the moment. Joe, thank you for that. That's beautiful. I I appreciate you listening. I appreciate that you mentioned that your wife has learned ways to communicate with you through listening to the show. 
and that you were able to put that into words for us so we understand a little bit better what you're going through. And that's something I try as hard as I can. Every show that I make is try to let the listeners understand the viewpoint of the person with the diagnosis. And I just think that it's powerful when you can share that. And it's okay. Uh, I asked, you know, I just asked for poetry or a quote or something like that. I didn't expect that everyone could write a poem. I think you did a fantastic. So, Joe, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And Claire, your wife, hugs and kisses to you for being a wonderful, awesome caregiver. Here's another one. You are near even if I don't see. You are with me even if you are far away. You are in my heart, in my thoughts, in my life, always. And that was Bob. And Bob was talking about his wife, Catherine. Love that. Love that. You'll always love her. You'll always love the person that you married and that you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with and did not see it happening this way, but your love is still there and guiding her through in a beautiful, beautiful way on this journey. So that's awesome. Here's another one from a person with the disease. At the moment, I'm just falling. Falling. I'm just falling, as it were. I think of things and then they go away forever. Iris Murdoch, author who has Alzheimer's. Thank you, Iris. Yeah, I guess it I guess that is what it feels like. You're falling. You just feel like you're falling in a rabbit hole. It's maybe maybe it's that feeling of when you're laying in bed and you feel like you're falling. Maybe it's just a metaphor for the loss and and just having everything kind of rip away from you and pulling away from you. I just thought that was beautiful, Iris. Thank you so much for sharing. Here's another one. The thing about Alzheimer's is that it's sort of like these little small tasks along the way and deaths along the way before they actually die. Lucinda Williams, she's a musician and the daughter of an Alzheimer's patient. Thank you, Lucinda. It is like little small deaths along the way. Yeah, the little tasks fall away. Everything falls away. And then we we look at the losses before the person actually dies. It's, it's one of the longest goodbyes we will ever, ever have to deal with. I mean, people just don't really get that. That's why when someone dies, um, it's always amazing to me that People think that you should be sorrowful at the at the um, funeral. That you know they think you're grieving at that moment. They don't. Most people don't realize that we as caregivers grieve the loss from the moment we have the diagnosis. We start grieving the loss of the person that was, and people just don't understand that. So by the time They actually pass away. We're relieved that their mind can be whole again, if you're a believer, 
and that they can go to a place where they can visit the family members that they miss so terribly from years gone by, and that we don't have to see them suffer anymore. These these are really important things to think about. It's um, it's again, it's just the longest goodbye that we're ever going to deal with, and so that's why it's important. Um, I feel to share these poems and these thoughts with you, so that we we take into consideration what the person is going through, what they are thinking, and how we can better their lives in some way while they're still here. And I and I encourage all of you to continue to write and send me your thoughts and your and your poems and your quotes and whatever you want. If you want to write a song, send it to me. If I can get the audio, um, I can probably see if Brian, my engineer, can play it for you sometime. So we'll try to We'll try to work through those things, but I, I just love at the end of the year here sharing listener thoughts. It just absolutely warms my heart. So here's one. It's called That You Remember Me, and it's by Daniel Mark Ekstrom. And he is the person with the diagnosis. Again, it just absolutely warms my heart that um, I got a lot of these from people with a diagnosis. I, I wasn't expecting that, but it just uh, makes, me, makes me heartful. So Daniel says, I've learned so much throughout my life, but there's much I don't recall. I know it's in there somewhere, but it's hard to find it all. It's not that I've forgotten you or the things I said I'd do. I remember everything, but it's hidden somewhere I can't see, just beyond my view. You see, there's a shadow where there didn't used to be, and sometimes I look right there, and it just confuses me. My mind is always finding ways of taking me where I don't want to go. I know, I know your name, you see? Just right now, it's hard for me to think of things I really know and to know what really is and what may not be so. Though I may forget you, it's important that you see just how much it means to me that you remember me. Oh man, wow. That's a good one. That's a good one, Daniel. That's really good. Yeah. It I think it's insightful to see the meaning behind the words. He says, I can remember things, but they're hidden someplace where I can't see. Where I can't where I can't grab them. They're just beyond my view. He talks about shadows being there that didn't used to be. I think that's a metaphor. Um, I think he's talking about things not being as clear as they used to be. And when he looks at something, he looks at a person, he looks at an object, it just confuses him. And the fact that he says, my mind takes me places where I don't want to go, 
Oh, man, that is so honest. That is so honest, Daniel. I love that. And I know I know your name. Just right now, it's hard to me to think of things. And how he phrases, I really know uh, the things I really know and to know what really is and what may not be so. So maybe confabulations, um, thinking things that he thinks are true and they're really not true or, you know, whatever that means. That's But that's deep. That really gives us a little bit of insight into how confusing it is and how Alzheimer's just muddles your mind so that, you know, there isn't much you can recall. You, you're having a hard time going down memory lane and you know it's in there somewhere. It's just it just hasn't it just hasn't surfaced and that he really tried hard to say to family members it's not that i've forgotten you or the things i said i'd do he it, it, that's beautiful that's just absolutely beautiful i just am so thankful and so overwhelmed um to have so many of you listeners that are thoughtful enough to write to me and tell me when you like the shows or when you want to hear some content um, that pertains to some issue that you are having right now. Uh, We've had a hard 2020. I think um, of the four years I've had my show on the air, I don't think I've ever received more letters and emails than I have this year. And I think it's because people are more raw. They're more, um, they're feeling everything because we're stuck at home. Everything's amplified. Thoughts are amplified. Feelings are amplified. And we're just trying to get through it the best we can. And if I gave you an outlet in some way to uh, be able to reach out, I appreciate it. And I and I really appreciate everybody that writes to me on my website, Summit Resilience Training. I got a lot of these through there. And um, I just, uh, I'm just really, really touched. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'll read a few more of these to you. Living and working with Alzheimer's and other dementias can often be challenging. Summit Resilience Training provides education, utilizing non-medical approaches for those who work with our friends affected by dementia. Believing families still need one-on-one assistance, we provide classes which help them understand the diseases affecting their loved ones, offering strategies and techniques for success with activities of daily living and working with confusing behaviors. We offer in-home assessments to clarify symptoms of dementia diseases and help families work together to find moments of joy while living with memory loss and impairment. Education programs instilling person-centered care philosophies are offered for professional caregivers working in communities and homes, which can be customized for their staff. Training is also available for first responders, such as law enforcement, fire, and EMT personnel. We are passionate that people with dementias, such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and others, are approached with compassion and understanding, and those who work with them have all the tools they need for success. Call us at Summit Resilience Training, 303-420-6988 to schedule a class or in-home assessment. Visit our website at summitresiliencetraining.com for more information. Welcome back to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. Okay, so today I am sharing 
some emails that I received and <clears throat> comments on my website. When I reached out uh, through all the people that have written me, I sent an email to everybody that's written me over the last four years and asked if they would please let me know um, what they are feeling. The person with the diagnosis, the person with the that is the caregiver, what are you feeling? What's it like to have Alzheimer's? What's it like to be a caregiver in these situations when you're dealing with a terminal disease that takes someone's memories, that takes their souvenirs, that, as a uh, eight-year-old said to me a few years ago at the walked into Alzheimer's. So I thought I would read some of these because I think they're just incredibly, incredibly thoughtful and thought-provoking and insightful and absolutely beautiful. And I have some from people that have the diagnosis, like I said, and their caregivers. So I'll read you the next one. This was sent to me by Kay. I don't think Kay wrote this, but uh, she wanted me to, to see it. So Kay, thank you so much for sending this in. It's called the Alzheimer's Patient's Prayer. Pray for me, I was once like you. The kind of loving to me, that's how I would have treated you. Remember, I was once someone's parent or spouse. I had a life in a dream for the future. Speak to me. I can hear you even if I don't understand what you're saying. Speak to me of things in my past of which I can still relate. Be considerate of me. My days are such a struggle. Think of my feelings because I still have them and I can feel pain. Treat me with respect because I would have treated you that way. Think of how I was before I got Alzheimer's. I was full of life. I have a life. I laughed and I loved you. Think of how I am now. My disease distorts my thinking, my feelings, and my ability to respond. But I still love you even if I can't tell you. Think about my future, because I used to. Remember I was full of hope for the future, just like you are now. Think of how it would be to have things locked in your mind and you can't let them out. I need you to understand and not blame me. Blame Alzheimer's. I still need the compassion and the touching. And most of all, I still need you to love me. Keep me in your prayers, please, because I am somewhere between life and death. The love you give will be a blessing from God and will live on in both of us forever. How you live and what you do today will always be remembered in the heart 
of an Alzheimer's patient. Oh, man, that is so true. That is so true. So just breaking some of this down, you know, I had a, a life, a dream for the future. Yeah. Speak to me because I can hear you. When I provide in-home assessments, I always talk directly to the person with the diagnosis. I never talk around them. And I tell the families that. I'm never going to tell you where I think they are in the stage of the disease without them hearing it as well. And yesterday I had a class and I was uh, talking to a person that I had just provided an in-home assessment to in November and was asking him if he thought that made a difference to his wife because I was speaking directly to her as I was talking to both of them about where I thought she was in the disease. And in this prayer, it says, speak to me. I can hear you even if I don't understand what you're saying. Speak to me about things in my past, which I can still relate to. Don't talk to me about current, current happenings, things that are in the news lately. Talk to me about days of old. We can have a conversation if you do that. And understand that my days are a struggle. They're such a struggle. I think that is just so raw and so true. And think of my feelings because I still have them. And I can still feel pain. So when you say something about me to somebody else about my cognitive loss, it hurts my feelings. These are, these are so good. We need as caregivers to really think about and understand where that person's mindset is. I like that, that the person said, I was full of life. I have a life. I've laughed and I have loved you. Think of how I am now. Because the disease distorts my, distorts my thinking and my feelings and my ability to respond. But I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still trying to communicate with you. Oh, I just love this. And the fact that the person said, remember, I was full of hope for the future just like you are now. Those, those are amazing Amazing things and letting us know that they feel like they have all this locked in their mind and they just can't spit it out. They just can't, they just can't communicate the way they used to. And, and really strongly poignantly when it says, keep me in your prayers because I'm somewhere between life and death. That is, that is so true. Always keep people with Alzheimer's in your prayers because they need it. From the day they were diagnosed, they need it. So this one is by a person named Kenny Dale Lauer. Kenny, thank you for being a listener. Appreciate it. And again, Kenny had the diagnosis. And um, I, I, I am humbled again to have people with a diagnosis listening. I hope that they think that the advice I'm giving to caregivers is helpful for them because the advice I give is what people are going to use as practical applications, and I hope it's logical, and I hope it's what you need. I hope I'm not giving them bad advice. <laughs> anyway, Kenny's 
poem says, I am still a person. I have Alzheimer's, but just the same. Kennedale Lauer is still my name. I may not remember who you are, but I know you're special, at least so far. <laughs> I cannot speak. No words come out. But if I could, I think I'd shout. Sometimes I'm sad and shed a tear. Sometimes it's scary and lots of fear. Sometimes I smile when you stop by, even if it's just to say hi. I worked at Fairbanks, this I know. But don't you all? I do think so. It's hard to swallow when I try to eat, but good old ice cream is still such a treat. I drool a lot and I make a mess, part of this crazy disease, I guess. I wear pull-ups and I hate clothes. <laughs> and what I'm thinking, no one knows. All of the nurses and helpers, too, seem to know exactly what to do. I love my Teddy, and Teddy loves me. I'm still a person, and God bless me. Wow. Wow. That was a good one. That was a good one. I don't know about the line, I worked at Fairbanks, this I know, but don't you all? I, I, I'm not sure what Kenny was trying to say there. Um, I'm not sure what he was trying to say. But that's the disease talking, right? That's, that gives us a little insight into how it affects your mind. So even when you're trying to say something, the, the words don't come out quite right. I love the honesty. I drool a lot and I make a mess. It's part of this crazy disease, I guess. I wear pull-ups and I hate clothes. <laughs> and what I'm thinking, no one knows. You know, that's true. We often look at a person and wonder when they're staring off into space, what are they thinking? Where are they at right now? Where Where is their mind right now? And um, sometimes we just can't figure it out. We just can't figure it out. The the rawness, like I said, of of getting these just blew my mind. Just blew my mind with some of the lines that, that people wrote. Uh, I cannot speak, no words come out, but if I could, I think I'd shout. I love that. That's just very honest. I bet you would like to shout. I bet you'd like to scream every now and then. Yeah. And it does make you sad and make you cry and, you know, and your caregivers too. And it is scary and there is lots of fear. Anyway, I thought that was really beautiful. So thank you very much, Kenny Dale Lauer and your wife who wrote those thoughts down for you. Absolutely beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay. I've got one called Memories on Hold. This is from a daughter, 
Barbara Benjamin, who wrote this to me, and she said, It's me, Mama. Can't you see? Please wake up and recognize me. I see your eyes so empty and blue, hoping for a flicker of what used to be you. In my world, you used to play. Now roles are reversed, and I'm yours today. I, I will care for you, Mama, and I'll hold your hand. Waiting for the day before Jesus we stand. For only then will the bright, will the bright lights burn. And our family and your memory will return. You may not know me as the daughter you bore, but you'll always be the mother I totally adore. Barbara, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. It, yeah, I lost my mom to Alzheimer's, and that really hits home for me, that you want so badly for them to call you by name. When that, when that moment happens... I don't think anybody in the world can understand how that feels. You know the day is coming when they're not going to recognize you. And you think you're going to be okay when it happens because it is the long journey. But I remember very clearly when I went to Illinois and my mom was in the nursing home there. And I walked in and she looked at me. I had brought her something that she liked. I can't remember what it was, a pair of glasses or something like that. We used to have put glasses on her that were really fun. So everybody would smile at her when she walked by. But um, I kneeled down and she looked at me and said, who are you? And I knew everybody in the whole nursing home was looking at me. And I just kind of stood back up. I was down on one knee. I stood up and I kind of backed up. And I turned and I ran for the exit. <laughs> and I opened the door without the code. And, of course, all the, the alarms go off and everything else. And uh, I went out in my car and cried my eyes out for about 35 minutes until I could recover and go back in and visit with her. Um, but just knowing everybody in the whole place knew what had just happened was unbelievable. And it was about three years later when she hadn't spoken a word in a couple of years and I was feeding her when she looked up at me and said, I love you, Jill. And it was just an amazing moment, an absolutely amazing moment. So Barbara, I feel you. <laughs> that was a really good one. I really enjoyed, I really, really enjoyed that. So let's see. I don't know what I just did. I have these on my computer and I have lost it temporarily. Here we go. All right. So this is one that is not new. Uh, this is one that someone wrote a long time ago and it's been, it's been said over and over and over and over. And I know you all will recognize this. It's called Do Not Ask Me to Remember. Do not ask me to remember. Don't try to make me understand. Let me rest and know you're with me. Kiss my cheek and hold my hand. I'm confused beyond your concept. 
and I am sad and sick and lost. All I know is that I need you to be with me at all costs. Do not lose your patience with me. Do not scold or curse or cry. I can't help the way I'm acting. Can't be different, though I try. Just remember that I need you, and the best of me is gone. Please don't stand beside me. Please don't feel the stand beside me. Love me till my life is done. Ah, I just think that's a really good one. You know, I love I love that. It's been um, it's been kind of a staple. It's been a staple for people with Alzheimer's for years and years and years. <clears throat> but I just I just love that. Okay. So I've got another one here. Whoops. Oh, I keep losing these. Um, just a second. I'll find it. If Alzheimer's Could Speak by Tara Reed. Talk to me. I can hear your words and they still touch my soul. Hold my hand. I can feel your energy when our hands connect. It makes me feel safe and less alone. Love me. My heart can feel your love, even if words can't express mine. Live your life. Help me on the path, but don't press pause on your life. Be the vibrant person I know and love. Trust the process. I know this is hard and not what we planned, but trust the process. We can't control it, but we can choose our focus. Remember the good times, now that I'm okay, and that you are in my heart always. Beautiful, Tara. Good job. Good job. Okay, let's see. I have Untitled by David Bone. This was about his dad. My dad was the oak tree. I was always a seedling. My mother was the flower, which he always nourished. My dad dropped acorns. We all ate from them. My dad was cut down by a chainsaw called Alzheimer's disease. Whew, David, very vivid. Very, very vivid. Very raw. I think that's absolutely beautiful. Okay, A Very Good Day by Tim Brennan. Thank you, Tim, for listening. Fighting our battles with confusion each day, routines are established to keep befuddlement at bay. We watch for stress and avoid mental fatigue, harmonious striving to make mind and body agree. We can still make decisions and want to interact with those called normal, but it's a balancing act. Simple is much better and less is okay. Our motto for having a very good day. Thank you, Tim. Tim is a person that has Alzheimer's and shared that. Okay, I've got a few more, so I want to make sure I cover all these before we're done for the day. 
I have a quote by Merrill that says, We are really a composite of our life experiences, memory layered upon memory, and Alzheimer's steals that away. Merrill, thank you for giving us that insight. You're right. Memory upon memory, it just steals it away. Just absolutely steals it away. This is called As She Sits by Stacy Cirillo. As she sits and stares at the clock, wishing and wanting for someone to stop it. Knowing her family will soon be there, the ones who truly love her and care. As seconds turn to minutes and minutes to hours, she thinks of all their magical powers. For her, their visits are far too short, but she can't wait to laugh and snort, so she sits and waits for them to come, knowing it will be lots of fun. I think that the person that wrote that is a caregiver in a community that shared that, which I think is absolutely beautiful. Okay, Silence by Johnny Walks. I see your strength in your silence, O oh wise one. Where have you gone? I see your strength in your beauty, O oh great one. I see you. It is purity light that I know of you. I see your strength in your muscles, O oh magnificent one. I see your strength in your peacefulness. It is purity light that I can say, I know you. Wow, that's deep. That is deep. Deep, deep, deep. Okay, what else do I have here? If you learn to listen. If you learn to listen for clues as how I feel instead of what I say, you'll be able to understand me much better. Wow, I want to read that again. If you learn to listen for clues as to how I feel instead of what I say, you will be able to understand me much better. Mara Botanis. Thank you, Mara. That is beautiful. Oh, you guys just warm my heart. You warm my heart. Okay. This one's called On My Father's Dementia by Daniel Marcoux. His mind has holes. I reach into each, feeling my way to the darkness, wondering what I will grasp that he can't anymore, of memories dimmed. His mind has holes, yet his heart is full, beating with each breath like a clock, taking the days away. There is no future. There is no past. There is just what is there, and even the presence doesn't make sense anymore. His mind has holes. I reach inside them with the hope of finding my father, not for me or my family, but to give him himself again. His mind has holes, and through them he has journeys, in a circle from obsession to paranoia and back again. His mind has holes as he waits in the cerebral breadline, hungry for memory, starving for stories. His mind has holes, what was once whole is now whole after whole after whole. If, there were if they were only truly empty and not so full of confusion. Whew. That was a good one. Okay. 
Let's see. A caregiver's response. I've just got a couple more that I'm going to read you here. This is by Albert Reinch, and it says, I shall do my best, beloved, to do all you've asked me to do. When I fail you, you must forgive me, for where you are I cannot see. What I know is that I love you more than words can ever know, yet so often I fail to show it. I'm so ashamed that this be so. Please forgive me for my failings. It is not for lack of trying. I know you need me to be strong, but it's so hard when I am crying. I, too, need you so much, my darling, until we're renewed in heaven above. Your smiles reward and give me courage. Our hugs and kisses seal our love. Ah, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, this one is kind of cool. It's 10 requests from a person with Alzheimer's. Awesome. Please be patient with me. I am the helpless victim of a brain disease. Talk to me, even though I cannot always answer you. Be kind to me. Each day of my life is a desperate struggle. Consider my feelings. They're still very much alive within me. Treat me with dignity and respect, as I would have gladly treated you. Remember my past. For I was once a healthy, vibrant person. Remember my presence, for I am still living. Remember my future, though it may seem bleak to you. Pray for me, for I am a person who lingers in the midst of time and eternity. And last of all, love me. In the gifts of love you give will be a blessing to me forever. Wow, cool. Okay, this one is called I'm Still Here. And it's by a person with a diagnosis named Angela Marie James. It says, you look at me every day, but you never really see me. I'm only a distant memory hiding in this physical shell. I feel like such a burden, needing help with every little thing. No longer able to look after my own basic human needs. Conversations are now one-sided. You all talk at me, not to me. I'm just not heard anymore, as you even answer for me. I'm treated like a child now, no longer a functioning member of society, rather a hindrance to all. I feel like screaming at you all, telling you to go away. But all that would happen is a higher dose of medicine. So I sit here meekly, Wishing I were young again, memories are all I have of a life well lived. Have I really been reduced to this? A fair shadow of my former self, struggling to show you all that I am in fact still here? Wow. Angela, thank you. I think we needed to hear that. Okay. This one is just called Poem by Frances McNeely. And she says, My memory may waver, but my love will remain. In this world that is always, I am still one of the same. I cannot remember sometimes all the things that I should, 
However, I know I still love you like no one else ever could. So please do not forget me, nor the person I once was. When you feel so frustrated, please just stop for a pause. Look at the wonderment and the fear in my eyes because of a world that is so strange, filled with what's, where's, and why's. Please put your arms around me, guide me through the day and night, and tell me, my sweet child, that everything will be all right. Francis, that was absolutely beautiful. And thanks for the reminders that we need to stop and pause to care and not rush you. Thank you for writing that. Okay, I think I only have one more. Um, It's called Walk With Me. And it's, uh, it's by Norma McNamara. Walk a while with me, my friends. Walk with me today. Come and see what I see and listen to what I say. Yes, I have dementia, and sometimes I get worse. Please be very grateful that you don't have this curse. But are we all that different, the likes of you and me? We can breathe the same, we feel the same, the same things we do see. The only difference, my friends, is that I don't feel well when I can't remember everything you tell. My heart beats just as quick as yours. My blood runs just as fast. But because of my dementia, the shadow, it is cast. It is a shadow cast by others that takes away my light, turns my life into darkness, pleasure into fright. For when you cast that shadow and it comes my way, It drains my energy, makes me hide or run away. Sometimes I do different things. My mind is not my own. But do you ever talk to yourself when you are alone? So in my life, all that is different, the likes of you and me. So my friends, come walk a while. The future is ours to see. Norma, that was beautiful. I just want to thank all of you for your letters, your calls, your emails, your quotes, your poetry, and your deepest thoughts, and for sharing those with me today. I wish you all a very happy new year. I hope 2021 is much better for all of us. I love you and thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week on Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. been listening to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. To learn more about her resources, services, classes, or to book speaking engagements, visit Jill's website at summitresiliencetraining.com. A new podcast drops every Tuesday, so join us as we learn more about dementias, resilience, and overcoming obstacles to find a positive outcome. Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz can be found on your favorite podcast provider. Please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Musical and technical support provided by Brian Hunter. See you next week.